Punt another week right between the legs. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. Welcome to Monday, the fourth day of November 2019. My name is Nick, ladies and gentlemen, Big J. Big J, how was the weekend, dude? That was long, man. Long? long? In a good way? Uh, I don't know. What? I don't know, man. What do you mean? I didn't see much of my house. You I was were busy? Uh, yeah, Friday night we had the uh, free ed show. Uh-huh. And, then, and then Saturday, my sister and brother-in-law from Montana were here because my niece and nephew are officially moving to Boise, Idaho, and they uh, moved into an apartment, so we were helping them, all hands on deck, moving in uh, to an apartment, so that was an all-day affair. And then uh, yesterday, uh, out at the uh, Quinn's for the uh, the POW MIA um, Toys for Tots kickoff and the uh, Bearded Villains, we had the Bearded Competition. How did that go? Uh, it was it was really interesting. It was very interesting. It uh, it was an all day thing. Yeah. Um, and uh, I'd never had the chance to judge uh, that before. And um, you know, has you had a chance to see one before? No. Okay. Well, so I mean, your... I've seen, I think I've seen some on TV, okay. uh, but you know, uh, not not in person. So it was uh, it was really interesting, and, and it was a lot of fun. And hung out with uh, our friend Dylan down the uh, hallway there, and. Um, so yeah, it was a very interesting weekend. And did you uh, collectively crown a winner? Was there any dis- d- well? There was multiple categories. Oh, okay, so there wasn't like an overall champion. Yeah, there was a best in uh, uh, what do you call that? Uh, best in best show. Best in show. Yeah, his name is Chris. He's from uh, Seattle, I believe. Nice, very nice. Yeah, member of the Bearded Villains. So. And uh, and were they? Very, I imagine there was some beard envy going on over the course of the. Uh, a lot for me. Yeah. Yeah, there was. Uh, I was like, man, I remember <laughs> we had to dig out pictures. Uh, I'm like, hey, look. Uh, so we had Handsome Rob. He's a barber from Fruitland, mm-hmm. and he was one of the judges. And so I was like, oh, I better show him that I actually had a beard at one time. Not what I have now. Um, so, yeah, there was some... Did it make you want to grow it out again? Or Everybody well, seems yeah. to be very happy when it's well coiffed yes, like it is. Yes, yes. But then I was like, dang, uh, I felt shame for it and got a lot of crap for having uh, shaved it off so many times, thanks to you. Well, yeah, that's your that own fault. That was shoved in my face. You should, think you're, you should be upset uh, yourself. You should be upset with you. But I didn't make you do anything last time around. This is all I you. No, yeah, that was charity. Right. Uh, it was charity. And so we, we had many discussions about that. But it was good. Good weekend, man. But I mean, it's also one of those things where even if you did have a long and mighty beard, it's not like you'd be out there at beard contests, right? I don't know, man. Now I can win stuff. <laughs> but you always knew you could win stuff. It never got not you off really. your duff. Well, I mean, you said you were aware of competition. Yeah, but I didn't know anything about it. Now, now I know. Now right. I know what to do. Well, I look forward to seeing you out on the circuit. Uh, I, I, if it happens. If it happens. Uh, today on the show, another opportunity for some cash at 8.30. The all-cash $25,000 X Double Dare returns. We want some money to give away to you. On top of that, we also have some tickets to give away for People Mover and Aquabats, which is this Friday at the Knitting Factory and all sorts of other fun. We should get started with important stuff. It's the news. Important stuff. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. On top of it all, it was daylight savings time ending this weekend. We got an extra hour of whatever we wanted to do as we fell backwards in our clocks. Still, I feel like we need to stick and stay with something. But nonetheless, it's there. It happened. What did you do with your extra hour yesterday, Big J? Uh, nothing. Nothing? I mean, I don't really... I was busy. I didn't really realize I hadn't missed an hour. You didn't miss it. You gained it. You got an extra hour. Sure. When you woke up, it was an hour earlier than it would have been when you actually woke up. 
Spent the extra hour sleeping. There you go. You and the rest of America. More than 40% of Americans spent the extra hour when the clocks went back on Sunday on sleep. The American Academy of Sleep Medicine said more than uh, 20,000 adults they polled and they planned to do with the extra hour when daylight savings time ended on Sunday. More than 4 in 10 Americans said they would do the extra time on sleep. 13% said they wanted to spend the extra hour with friends and family. Another 13% said they would enjoy a relaxing activity. Six did housework and ran errands. 5% said they caught up on work or studies during this extra hour. I guess technically I would have spent it with uh, friends or family. The dumbest poll ever. <laughs> and so, well, I mean, it's nice if somebody you gives you with an extra pretend hour. Well, it's not pretend, it's real. You really, hours, there was Time is pretend. <laughs> it's a flat A construct circle. that we've created. It is a flat circle, as they say in uh, the True Detective show. Well, I thought for sure the Broncos were going to crap away a game on Saturday night. but Boy, they it sure looked like that, right? ended up coming back in the third quarter and beating San Jose State. Final score, 52-42. Uh, to 42. Big reason why uh, was they could not get the run game going in the first half against a San Jose State defense that was the worst in the Mountain West against the run. Well, uh, that all figured itself out in the second half as George Olani ran for 126 yards, four touchdowns. As the Broncos ended up beating the Spartans. Dude needs to keep, stop fumbling the football. <laughs> uh, coming off a loss against BYU, the team did not get off to a good start, but Boise State ended up with six rushing touchdowns, 253 yards on the ground. They took the lead for good in the third quarter uh, as they ended up uh, with, uh, getting ahead 38-34, to and then that was it. Uh, but they, of course, as with anything, and nobody watched the game as the Broncos ended up staying put in the polls this week. Uh, SMU ended up uh, losing, which is good. Memphis took them out, um, which was nice. They needed that to happen, but they didn't move up at all in the polls. Because Memphis jumped them. That's true. Yep. And and Memphis really hasn't beat anybody. Uh, other than SMU. And so, yeah. uh, you know, the other team that was ahead of the Broncos. So you've got that. But, you know, one could argue the Broncos haven't beat anybody either. You know, Florida State's awful. They're awful. Oh, yeah. And yeah. So, well, they just fired their coach. Right. And so there's no, there's no, you know, wonderful win on the Broncos' slate this year either. So we'll see what ends up happening. There's still a lot of football left to be played. Broncos need to win their conference, as does Memphis, before things get out of hand. Texas beat the Jaguars in the early game on Sunday. Eagles over the Bears. Steelers over the Colts. Dolphins over the Jets. Dolphins got their first win of the year. Kansas City beat the Vikings. Panthers over the Titans by 10. Bills beat up on the Redskins. Seahawks over the Buccaneers in overtime. Raiders beat the Lions. Chargers over the Packers. Broncos beat the Browns. And the Patriots suffered their first loss of the year, getting whooped up on by the Ravens last night on Sunday Night Football. We wrap up the uh, Week 9 action with some Cowboys and Giants action on ESPN tonight if you would like to watch Monday Night Football. And that is entirely up to you. Well, I suppose if you want to be a Broadway star, you have the opportunity to do so. Nikki Six is doing some open call auditions for his memoir, The Heroin Diaries, A Year in the Life of a Shattered Rock Star. The uh, open call will take place at Pearl Studios in New York City, with attendees asked to prepare two songs in advance. They're looking for both male and female leads for the show. And the musical was set to debut early next year. It is directed by somebody you have never heard of, I assure you. And they're putting it all together. And, you know, it's one of those deals where at first I'm like, is anybody going to care? And then I remember how long it took Green Day to put out the American Idiot musical. Remember? Like it took yeah. a decade like a decade after the album came out, they released it. And it was a huge success. And right. it tours all over the country. 
So maybe people will care about the Heroin Diaries. I'm not exactly sure. Broadway, but baby. It's Broadway, and we'll see what ends up happening. The bright lights, and uh, I guess casting unknowns in Let's, it. You know what? Let's start the process for the morning after on Broadway. The musical? Yeah. But you hate musicals. Why that's would you be that's even it? more. I mean, that makes it that much more special. <laughs> All right. Well, you start writing. I hate musicals in movies. But you like musicals in person? I love going to Broadway plays. Love them. I don't. Know. I was gonna say I can't even fathom you going. I was to trying to support my idea for a musical. Morning after with Nick and Big J on the way. Man up Mondays. On top of that, we also have a little bit of send nudes action. Man up Mondays on the morning after with Nick and Big J. Yes, and uh, you know there's some, there's nothing more uh, man up than I think uh, having to tell the honey, the wife that 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 you were wrong, Nick, uh, and that. Uh, for years, I have said, no, I don't need to park my vehicle in the garage because I'm a man and I can handle the cold and warming my car up and then scraping it and all that kind of stuff. Well, uh, this uh, this past, uh, I guess, cold season as it had started, right, uh, ended up uh, just happenstance had parked my car into the garage. And then after doing that a couple days, it's like, Man, this is so much better than having to warm up my car and go through all that crap. So, uh, yeah, I had to uh, because uh, the the uh, the wife had continued to park her car in the garage and go. You know what? I'm going to need you to move that out so I can keep my car in the garage because you were right. She's like, "What?" I go, "Yeah, you were right. Okay, uh, parking in the garage is so much better than not parking in the garage." I can't believe you thought knocking, not parking in the garage is better. Well, well, I was just like, you know what? I because I wanted to be a good example and be like, you know what? Get up earlier, kids. Uh huh. Because we got kids who, you know, they don't want to get up early to warm up their cars, right? They well, want to park in the too. I mean, if mom or dad are going to get that garage spot. Yeah, there's a pecking order there, yeah. uh, and and so, but no, really, honestly, it's like ah, I'll wake up because I always get up early. So you literally would have to get up 15 minutes early. I'm already getting up stupid early mm-hmm. as it is. Uh, it is so much nicer, especially when it's uh, last week. I think uh, one day I left home and it was 13 degrees out. <laughs> like, oh man, I get in my car; it's 45 degrees. I barely got to warm it up. Just zoom down the road. I felt so much better. It's better for the environment <laughs> because they're saying now, hey, don't warm up your cars before you leave because it's bad for the environment. So, uh, yeah, uh, the wife was right. I was wrong. Uh, she is better looking. I am not. All of those things. You think this will motivate you to clean out the garage so you can put two cars in your two-car garage? Or? <laughs> I don't know if this has ever been a two-car garage, man. Uh, oh, no? We, nah, I don't know. We've got... Uh, it would never work. I, I mean, I think we tried briefly, but we have these um, we have these racks now in the garage uh-huh. uh, that, that take up too much room. Okay. And, and so, really, it would be a mess without those. So, no, it's a one-car garage. I would think that, because you're not like neither of you are driving trucks, I would think that you'd probably be able to fit the two cars in there. No, not with the uh, with the racks. That okay. we, the custom racks that we have built in uh, wouldn't, wouldn't allow for that, because mm-hmm. we've got, you know, aside from a lot of our storage stuff, we also have a lot of things that uh, we sell on eBay that are stored out there. So, yeah, you can't, can't do that. And what, in the household, there are five cars total? Uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, yeah, there's a car just sitting there. I still don't know what we have it for or whose it's going to. And you've got a car coming. <laughs> You're about yeah, to have Yeah, 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 exactly. In, in and I'm s- guessing that one's going to go in the garage, right? Uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll figure what out to do with that. <laughs> we'll probably store it in the winter because it's, you know, 
You don't want that driving out in the icy roads. No, that's what I mean. I, that's why I thought it would be in the garage, for sure. Uh, so you're about to have six cars. Four seven. People. Seven cars. I don't know. No. One of them is being donated to somebody. All right, man. All right. I'm not in charge of that. All I right. just question every day, why is this car still here? You're, you, But you're the house in the neighborhood that has a crap ton of cars that are involved in it. Or I mean, all? luckily, yeah, luckily, but we have the room outside of our house to it's park true. these it's these true. vehicles. Uh, otherwise, it would be a real damn mess. And they're they're in good condition. They're not like junkers, okay? <laughs> I'm not part of the Middleton uh, Cars Up on Blocks group. group. <laughs> just making sure. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Important stuff on the way. Nick and Big J. Big J, you've been a Treasure Valley resident the vast majority of your life. It's true. You're not just a fly-by-night person that's come through one of these people that's moved here recently when it's gotten popular. So you have your finger on the pulse of the Treasure Valley. Agree or disagree? I don't agree with that at all. What's the matter? I just don't agree that I have the pulse. I don't even know what's going on anymore. Wait, what do you mean? There's so much stuff going on. You don't know what's happening? You don't yeah. know where you are? Yeah, I don't know. Where am I? You're, you're in the X Studios. Oh, okay. Fairview and Curtis here in beautiful Boise, Idaho. Beautiful Boise. What's your point, pal? My point is yesterday, or not yesterday, but last week they announced the uh, top 100 private businesses and nonprofits in the state of Idaho. And uh, if you had to guess, what would you say is the number one ranked business that is headquartered here in the Gem State, Big J? Uh, probably Simplot. Uh, that's number three. Right, okay, well, it's close. Micron would be number two then. Nope, Micron is not in the top three. Wow. Yeah. Now, this is based on sales, of course. Pay- oh, on sales? Yes. Yes, as like most successful companies, the ones that are making profits. Sugar? Sugar. Sugar, not a company. Sugar. Well, you said <laughs> sales. Right, but still, you need to have sugar a company. company. I don't know. Uh, no, 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 no. Get to the damn point. The point is Albertsons is number one. By far oh, away. yeah, of course. As they are... <laughs> Of course he says. Well, you know, you, you were kind of vague in your description of what you were looking for. So, Well, I was looking for companies that you feel are successful that are headquartered here in the, in the Gen State. Albertsons would top that list. And number two is another grocery store. Does that help you? Winco? Yeah, Winco comes in at number two. Uh, J.R. Simplot is number three. Those are the exact top three from last year as well. Uh, it probably wouldn't surprise you to find out that the the company that rose the most in the rankings from last year to this year has something to do with home construction, would it? Right, you would think. CBH Homes ended up going from number 31 all the way up to number 20 this year as far as sales was concerned because, of course, moving to the Treasure Valley, building homes is a very popular business these days. So they are making themselves some money, as are Albertsons, Winco, and J.R. Simplot. Got that McDonald's market cornered, buddy. J.R. Simplot's going to make money until the end of time. Do you understand what I'm telling you? Yeah. So congratulations to those companies and to all 100 that made the list of the best of the bunch this particular year. Congratulations as well to the Broncos. They ended up winning San Jose State uh, 52-42. We were way off on our predictions, Big J, but that mostly uh, is because the Broncos decided to only play half of football. That first half was not very good, but they came out on fire in the second half, and that was a good thing. Hank returned to the field as well. Uh, Bachmeyer ended up uh, doing pretty well despite falling down early. Uh, and give it away the ball a little bit. It ended up turning things around in the second half. They weren't able to run the ball, but they ended up running for 253 for the game and six rushing touchdowns in the contest as well. Broncos win 52-42, but don't move an inch in either poll. They're staying put at 21 in both the AP and the coaches' poll. 
Houston, the Eagles, the Steelers, the Dolphins, the Chiefs, the Panthers, the Bills, the Seahawks, the Raiders, the Chargers, the Broncos, and the Ravens. All winners yesterday. Uh, Patriots lose their first game of the year. Dolphins win their first game of the year. I'm I'm trying to decide if they were just way overhyped, but... I mean, are the Browns the most disappointing team of the season so far? Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, they sure they were there's a little bit of overhype, but look at the talent. I mean, there's no doubt they have amazing talent on that team. Yeah, uh, but you know, I also think I think people thought a lot about the Jets too. Like, I mean, I think they thought the Jets were going to make a playoff push, and they're one and seven. Yeah, they're I never awful. really, I never really would have bought the Jets, but it's it's clear though that the, the coach for uh, Cleveland Browns, Kitty, Kitchens, is way over his head. Yeah, I, I don't know if it's. It, it, I don't think anybody would be able to do much with that. I mean, it's the problem. I, th- I I truly believe is that they have no idea how to scheme, which is a coaching problem. But also, they've got real deficiencies on defense. That secondary's got awful, and their linebacking core is not good either. Yeah, they they've tra- got they, Garrett, they, and that's about it. Right. I mean, they 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 traded away a couple people on defense to make money for the offense, and so now when the offense doesn't perform and turns the ball over too much, the defense is just letting anybody score on them that wants to score. And it's just not a good combination for a team. But, yeah, the Browns are, are bad. Again, I mean, uh, <laughs> I guess we shouldn't be surprised. They've been bad for a really long time. Cowboys and the Giants tonight on ESPN for Monday Night Football. Congratulations to everybody. Rage Against the Machine has announced that the band will reunite for a summer of shows in 2020, including an appearance at next year's Coachella Music and Arts Festival in Indio, California. Big J, the last time I was at Coachella was the last time Rage Against the Machine played there. Guess that means you're going, huh? No, 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 no. Uh, well, up. let me say this. Uh, let me hold that off. Uh, uh, let me take my foot off the the, the, the break because uh, it, when I see things like this, now keep in mind, this is the first like honest-to-God rock band that Coachella has headlining in four or five years, right? I mean, Coachella has turned into a. I don't pay a, attention, so I couldn't tell. A, you. It's turned into either a DJ fest or a singer songwriter fest with the guitars and bands you've never heard of, and then like uh, a, a bunch of hip hop artists. Plus, it's spread over like a week now. No, it's two. So, it's two yeah, separate yeah. weekends. Yeah, it's, it's weird. the same lineup two weekends in a row. It's very strange, but that's. I mean, they're making money hand over fist, and so the Rage Against the Machine announcement makes me optimistic that maybe there will be actually rock fans or rock bands on the on the actual lineup this year i won't hold my breath but uh, odds are i probably i mean listen i had a miserable time i've been to coachella three times in my life and i can't i never went walked away going that was an amazing experience i walked away going well i went and i saw some great bands but i was miserable and hot and awful 2015 was the last time really acdc jack white okay all right uh, and those are the only really two on the lineup, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, aside from performing at Coachella, uh, Rage will also appear in El Paso, Texas, Las Cruces, New Mexico, Phoenix, Arizona. Sources say that more shows are being planned as well. News of the reunion broke Friday morning when the Instagram account of Rage Against the Machine shared a list of 2020 dates. Last played together? It's hard to believe, but Rage Against the Machine has not played together since 2011. You know, I would say to Rage Against the Machine, you want to start a real movement? Then you should probably come here and reprise your role in playing at the uh, the old penitentiary. 
Uh, during how many people were at that show? I have no idea. I wasn't there. You know, who you could ask is our buddy Tim. He he actually showed me a ticket stub. Yeah. So well, everybody will tell you they were at that show. But I was just wondering, like, what I, I imagine it was sold out. But I was wondering what the capacity of that particular because it's not like they have a bunch of shows there, so you don't know what right. the capacity is. Right. At, at I just mean making a statement, a political statement. They could do that. They could do that here. Yeah. Well, the type of political statement they, that Rage Against the Machine wants to make may be a lost cause in Idaho. Tom Morello, uh, Tim Comerford, Brad Wilk, and of course the main man behind it, Mr. Zach De La Roca, are all involved in it. Uh, with this announcement, they also announced that Profits of Rage has officially disbanded Big J. So I think they're serious about this Rage reunion. I can't imagine they'd break up one band if they weren't gonna just mess around for five dates with this band, right? Yeah, maybe Zach got like, oh, I'm jealous. I want to come back. <laughs> Uh, Tom Morello told us a while back why Rage Against the Machine hasn't performed live more often. It's a band that's pretty mercurial, like migratory animals. You know, when some instinctive drive propels us, that is when the band acts. It is no coincidence that it is a election year, which is why they are getting back together. Obviously, Rage is a very political band. You're not going to find probably a more political band out there than Rage Against the Machine. Uh, Zach, by the way, has been pretty quiet. I mean, uh, he, he, he did a little bit with uh, One Day as a Lion, and then he's popped up for a Rage reunion. He's been working on a solo album since you were in short pants, Big J. But really, it's amounted to nothing, and so uh, he comes out really when he wants to come out, and apparently he wants to come out now and do some dates with Rage Against the Machine. So uh, it's a band that I would very much like to see. It depends on how close they get uh, or if I'm around the area that they're in, but uh, I think a Rage reunion is a good thing for rock music. Agree or disagree? Yeah, definitely. All right. Morning After with Nick and Big J on the way. We got ourselves some more going to hell. On 100.3, the X rocks. I suppose, Big J, we all have wishes as to what we would like to have happen after we have passed this mortal coil. Do you have a, uh, a, a lay of the land, someplace that you would like to be buried? Do you want to be uh, cremated? Is there How many times have I got to tell you this? Yeah, I'm even cremated. I want my remains scattered all over the X's transmitter. Yeah, that's right. I don't I know if I need to get permission for that or not. I'm pretty sure you do, actually. Uh, but I mean, that's unless I get fired before then. Before you die? Yeah. Okay. And then, then what's the backup plan? I have no idea. Oh. All right. Uh, as far as some people go, they are unique, however. I guess the question is, if it's somebody's last wish, do you do it no matter how weird it may seem to you, Big J? I guess, yeah. Because it's the it, last. As we go to England for today's We're Going to Hell story, it's a story of Tina Watson. Now, Tina was uh, 73 years old when she passed away. And Tina used to drink upwards of 40 cups of tea a day. Uh, it's a tea's a thing over in England. You understand that, right? Right. 40 cups is a lot of tea, right? Yes. I mean, it's a lot. I'm trying to think, you know, I'm, I'm at, even if you add up everything I drink, there's no way I'm at 40 cups of anything. I mean, she just had to be going to the bathroom like a machine. And so Tina's idea was when she passed away, she wanted to be buried in a coffin that was put together exactly like her favorite tea. You know what I mean? The box that her tea came in. She thought that would be hilarious. And so it was something that she had mentioned to her daughter in passing. And guess what happened, Big J, when she passed? Sure enough, she ended up getting buried in a coffin that is painted like a giant box of tea bags. 
And so it is something that she blurted out four years ago. The uh, the, the company, or the company, the uh, family hadn't talked about it for the last couple of years. But when she passed away after a battle with cancer, they're like, why not? Let's bury her in a tea box. And so Taifu was the brand of tea that apparently she was a huge fan of. And so it's a big red box with a Taifu logo on it. And that's exactly what they buried her in, Big J. They just made a big old coffin that looks like a Taifu tea box. And they put her in the ground in it. And everybody appeared to be okay with it. They, uh, they had a standard funeral. She ended up going to uh, the church that she went to every day for, or at least every week for the last 40 years. And decided that that's how it was going to be. And it almost looks like the funeral is sponsored. It's a little bit weird, you know what I mean? Yeah. To see a coffin with, like, a company logo on it. I mean, I get it. But it's like, oh, man. And I'm not sure. That now, for the record, the company, the tea company, has said uh, that they have no affiliation with the funeral and aren't going to obviously kick up a stink about it. But they don't want a whole bunch of dead people in their tea boxes. And I suppose that makes sense, too, right? Well, Yeah. You don't really want your company to be associated with that. Otherwise, otherwise people are going to start thinking that your tea is making that happen. You know what I mean? Right. And that's not a good look for a brand. So they're kind of keeping their distance from it. But at the end of the day, everybody appears to be okay with it. As long as they are, we should be as well. So the question becomes, Big J, if you were to be buried in a company's logo, what company logo would that be? X doesn't count. It's got to be a brand name. A brand yeah, name. Yeah, like something you use on the regular. What is something that, that people associate with Big J so much that it would make sense that it would be on your coffee? Probably tacos. Beards. Taco John. <laughs> Maybe Xbox. Pretty pretty staunch Xbox importer. It started to uh, turn into an NASCAR car all of a sudden. There's stickers all over this thing. Yeah. Now if I could just get money from all those companies. Well, you can't spend it in the afterlife, pal. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your We're Going to Hell story. It is the X-Rock. <laughs> Latest from Papa Roach. That is called Come Around here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. I suppose there's an old saying that goes, accidents happen. But that no longer is the case these days. It's been a while since we've had one of these really weird lawsuit stories that have gone viral, but there is one that is happening in New Jersey right now. Apparently, uh, back in September of 2018, uh, a young lady named Mariana was at a particular country club that was having a charity dinner. You know how these things happen. Oh, yeah. And uh, a waiter there accidentally spilled a glass of wine onto her purse at the country club, uh, which is one of those deals where he was bumped into by somebody else. And, uh, and the wine spilled onto the purse and, I guess, caused some stains. And apparently, uh, the gentleman was very apologetic about it and said, I'm sorry, ma'am, I apologize. I was bumped into it. It was not something I've done on purpose. But she is having none of it. As a matter of fact, uh, the, the purse was very important to her. She says it had sentimental value because it was a 30th birthday gift from her husband. So now she is suing not the country club, but the actual waiter himself for $30,000 in damages for spilling the wine onto 
her purse. Damn. Now, the waiter, who is identified as John Doe, acted in a, quote, negligent manner by not avoiding being hit by the gentleman that's, that bumped into him and spilled wine all over her bag, according to the lawsuit. Uh, the club is mentioned in the lawsuit, but not on the hook, because uh, apparently she's upset that it failed to properly interview candidates that uh, would be allowed to, what? you know, avoid <laughs> getting into altercations or being bumped into by people that were on a very busy country. She ever heard of Marie Antoinette? <laughs> Stuff. Uh, and so she is asking for $30,000. Her attorney tells NBC News that the uh, the client is aware that the spill was an accident, but she still expects to be compensated for the damage to her handbag. Now, that being said, I can't imagine this handbag's $30,000. I'm not sure where they uh, drew this number out of, but it seems excessive, and I'm not sure why you would file a lawsuit against it. And I feel sorry for the waiter, man. You know? Dude, well, yeah, and then the country club doesn't come out and back their guy. Uh, well, I mean, they're—I I don't know if—if if, I mean, if they're named in the the lawsuit. I don't know. There's no statement here as to what the country club said or hasn't said, so I can't—I can't pin them to the wall just yet. All I know is they're mentioned in the lawsuit, but not on the hook for the money. And she's really going after the waiter, who I'm sure, number one, probably doesn't have thirty thousand dollars. Correct. I don't know. There's don't no know way. Well, certainly not laying there. around. I'm guessing if you're a waiter at a country club, you don't have a, a trust fund worth 30 G in the bank. Yeah. Otherwise, you probably wouldn't be doing something else with your spare time, I would guess. But uh, either way, so now you have to know that you have to be careful. You head on a swivel for anything, man. You never know when it's going to come down on you. So accidents can happen, but that doesn't mean people are going to want their money. So watch out. I'm telling you, man, we're all going to be in bubble wrap here soon. It's a terrible person. This lady's a terrible person. It's not a good look. I'm not sure why she wanted to file a lawsuit. I'm also not sure why she went after $30,000. But it's a good warning sign to us all. Just be careful. And no fault by this guy. I mean, it's one thing, I guess, if you spill wine on something on purpose. Then I can get it. If you, like, took the wine glass and just, like, dumped it onto the the purse, we have a legitimate beef there. But if he was just doing his job and some dude, you know, bumped into him and spilled the wine, at some point you just got to go, oh, man, that sucks. I'm sorry. Accidents do happen. But uh, why bother when you can get 30 large, right, Big J? Yeah. Go after the money. Here's hoping it gets thrown out, though. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. We've got a Big J ethics question for you, sir. Oh, boy. Would you take a pill that deleted your most heartbreaking memories? No. I was quick. Yeah, because then you can't learn anything. Scientists are developing this pill. They have tested it so far on 60 people. And the group of Canadian scientists says, guess what? It works. They did this at McGill University. And they used some uh, some ingredients found in blood pressure medication. And a whole bunch of other different medications. And... They basically asked people to recall their most painful memories in detail. They were made to do this at least four to six times under the influence of the drug. Although the study has been completed, the actual results aren't totally released yet, but the doctor says that, you know, based on the studies and the results that he had, there was almost an 85% success rate of them not being able to remember this painful memory that they described to the doctors beforehand. He says, quote, they were able to turn the page. That's what they would tell us. Quote, I feel like I've turned the page. Now, what they do want to make sure that they talked about was they didn't, you know, they didn't wipe out awful, painful kind of things like, you know, 
uh, a death in the family or things like that. They basically wiped out uh, former relationships gone sour. Maybe if they were obsessed about an ex that they couldn't get over, that kind of thing. They basic it was like eternal sunshine in the spotless mind. You understand? Right. Where uh, Kate yeah, Winslet ended real well. And Jim Carrey erased themselves, or Kate Winslet erased Jim Carrey from her memory, and the fallout from it. Uh, Burnett says he's not interested in fully wiping out a painful memory. He'd just like to tone it down a little bit. He says, quote, one day if you had two options, one, I can tone down your memory or I can remove it altogether. Which one would you choose? Probably the tuned down one, right? And that's exactly what he wants. He wants people to be able to move on from something a little bit easier than what they currently are able to do. He doesn't want to change people's memories, but something tells me that when this pill gets in the wrong hands, Big J, all pills get in the wrong hands. Yeah. We're talking about men in black situations going on here. You understand? Yep. And it ain't going to be good. So we can, I don't know. I mean, it seems like whenever you're messing around with the brain, it seems like a very dangerous thing. Yeah, I agree, man. Just be careful. Terrible ideas. Careful what you stick inside your brain and your body while you're at it. Broncos win. Broncos win 52-42 on Saturday night over San Jose State. It didn't look good at the beginning, but they ended up coming alive in the second half. After they lost to BYU a couple weeks ago, coming off a bye week, you would think they'd have it all together, but it took until the second half before they did. But Hank Brockmeyer, uh, Backmeyer returned to the lineup, which is always good, but it was the Boise rushing game that got together in the second half that propelled them to victory. Took the lead for good late in the third quarter, and that's all it took. But the Broncos stay put in the polls at 21 over the weekend. Texans, Eagles, Steelers, Dolphins, Chiefs, Panthers, Bills, Seahawks, Raiders, Chargers, Broncos, Ravens, all winners yesterday in the NFL. Bronco, excuse me, you got Cowboys and Giants tonight on ESPN for Monday Night Football. And uh, the Washington Nationals got their World Series parade on Saturday. Congratulations to them. Last time the city saw World Series win was 1924 when the Senators got it handled. But this is the first, I guess, franchise victory for the Nationals. So everybody was happy and fans fans flocked to Constitution Avenue for that on Saturday as they celebrated their World Series. Big J, I think this might be the end for Terminator. Uh, Dark Fate underperformed at the box office. The studio was looking for anywhere from uh, 50 to 60 million domestically and a better turnout uh, foreign to end up moving things in the right direction. They did not get it. It did open up at number one at the box office, but only $29 million. Not good enough for Paramount, what they were hoping for. As the uh, the budget for the movie was around two hundred million, the break even point Listen, for you Dark- can't tell me that was two hundred million dollars with some of the bad CGI. One hundred and ninety six million dollars. I don't believe it. Well, listen, you think Arnold comes cheap? I'm telling you, he doesn't. Nah. <clears throat> Plus, there was a lot of CGI in that movie. Uh, and uh, the, the break even point with uh, with with advertising and everything is about four hundred and seventy million, and it doesn't look like Terminator is going to come close. This is a two huge blows for Paramount, who has released uh, Gemini Man and Terminator in the last month, and both have underperformed drastically. Well, hey, guess what the combination there is? What? A bunch of digital re-aging and digital effects that just don't play well. We didn't even see Gemini Man, and I can already tell you that movie's a mess. <laughs> Uh, Joker, good enough for number two. Uh, Malficient, number three. Harriet, number four. The Adams Family, number five, in a tough weekend at the box office for Arnold Schwarzenegger and Linda Hamilton. But uh, if you didn't have a chance to see it or you did see it over the weekend, please check out the podcast, uh, Terminator Dark Fate. It is up now in the morning after yeah, the movie section. Yeah, you're not going to see the movie. You might as well just listen to the podcast and have some fun. 
and it definitely is a very good time. You should check it out for yourself. Morning after with Nick and Big J, just a couple minutes away now, about 10 to be specific from the all-cash $25,000 X Double Dare. Cash $25,000 Double Dare on 100.3 VX Rocks. Time is now. We didn't give away any money on Friday. We would like to change that right here, right now with our caller X who is on the phone with us. His name is Tim. Hey, Tim. Good morning, man. How are you? Good. How are you guys doing? We're hanging in there. We're fighting the good fight. We'd like you to win up to $200, man. How much you win is entirely up to you and your knowledge based on one of these two categories. Big J? Twins. Actual twins, not the Danny DeVito movie. And kids TV shows. What's it going to be, Tim? I'll go with twins. All right, twins. Good luck. All right, here's your $50 question. Creepy twins appear in a hallway of a hotel and ask a young boy if he wants to play with them in this Stanley Kubrick movie based on a Stephen King novel. The Shining? Yes. Right. That is $50 in your pocket. Money! Tim, you can take it, walk away. Nobody will think anything twice about your decision-making, or you can go double or nothing for $100. What would you like to do? I'll go for the 100 Okay. All right, here's your $100 question. Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen teamed up to play Michelle Tanner in this Bob Saget, John Stamos starring late 80s, early 90s sitcom. Full House. Yes. Full House is right. That is $100, man. Uh, That is a definite uh, good job for you. So you can keep that $100 and walk away, or you can go for $200. Do keep in mind the questions do get harder, so this will be the hardest of the bunch. I'm going to take the 100 Okay. Oh, uh, man. $100 is yours, Tim. Congratulations. That's your money. Uh, you want to see if you would have got the $200 one correct? Yeah. Let's give it a shot. All right. Joel and Benji Madden are twins that formed this band together that spawned hits like Lifestyles of the Rich and the Famous and the Anthem. Oh, crap. Good Charlotte. Yeah, right. Yeah. Good Charlotte. You would have won 200 bucks, But you know what? $100, nothing to be upset about. Congratulations. That is your money for sure. Tim, congrats. Hang on one second. We'll get some information from you, and you can come pick that up. And there you go. We gave away money, Off dude. Off Schneid. Yeah, feels pretty good. Thank you very much, Tim. You did all the hard work. Hey, you did the hard work. 12, you wrote the question. 12.30, but Tim got it right. 12.30, I wrote the Marilyn Manson one on Friday, too, that he got wrong. So, 12.30 on uh, today with Adam, excuse me, with Jason Drew is going to be your next chance for some money. And then 4.30 with Adam, the all-cash $25,000 X Double Dare continues. We got ourselves some pop culture smackdown next on the X. Wrong. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Right. This weekend, uh, Friday, kicks off with an amazing show, Nick, of the Aquabats coming to town and People Mover, brought to you by the X-Rocks. So we'll get you set up with a pair of tickets to that show if you can figure out, or if you can beat Nick in bad, oh no, bad culture. But Jay is derailed. Should be an easy one today. 208-287-1003. I don't know. We'll see. As it goes for Pop Culture Smackdown, some nice tickets to Friday's show. I think the entire staff is going on Friday, right? We're all excited for this show. Well, yeah, maybe. You're on the fence now? No, I'm not on the fence. Just making sure. Uh, so good luck to everybody involved. Big G, are you ready? Yeah. To the phones we go. Good morning, the X. Hey, how are you? We're hanging in there, man. What's your name? Tim. All right, Tim, you're up first. Who starred, who starred as Daniel LaRusso in 1984's The Karate Kid? Uh, I'm totally spacing his name right now. Oh, no. Today's his birthday. 
Yeah, I know, and he's got a YouTube show too. Yeah. Um, Cobra Kai? I don't got it. Nothing? I don't got it. Wrong. All right, Tim. Thank you very much, man. Hello, the X. <laughs> Hello? Hello? Yo. Yo, here's Big Jim's question. Who starred as Daniel LaRusso in 1984's The Karate Kid? Oh, I don't know. Oh. Wrong. Hey, man. Hello, Hel- makes it easy for everybody. Hello, the X. Hey, Ralph Macchio. Ralph Macchio. Yeah. Right. That's correct. Nick, how many of the Karate Kid movies did Ralph Macchio star in? Uh, I believe, uh, well, hang on, hang on. I don't, well, he didn't star in it, so I'm going to say three. That's correct. Right. Three. Uh, the Karate Kid universe continues as a TV show called, called Cobra Kai. What service can you see the show on? YouTube. There right. you go. Yeah. Nick, this once popular Adult Swim sketch stars William Tokarski. What is uh, it called? Too Many Cooks. Too Many Cooks. Right. I had to get a Too Many Cooks question there. Uh, this female stand-up comedian now is the most popular daytime television talk show. Who is she? Ellen DeGeneres. Right. Yep, that is that is correct. Uh, let's see. Uh, Nick, in the TV show The Simpsons, who is Patty and Selma's favorite TV hero? I'm just going with my gut. I don't know if this is right. MacGyver. Yes! It is MacGyver. Right. Yes! Um, and I'm out of questions. <laughs> all right! Oh, it man. always feels good when we can uh, when we can ride the bull all the way till the end. Congratulations, man. We're going to hook you up with those tickets to Aquabats and People Mover coming up on Friday. I really thought Friday. you dropped the ball on the Too Many Cooks question. Uh, yeah, well, it was just the anniversary of it, and I watched it again, and so that's what helped me out with it because uh, it's so damn good. Congratulations, man. Enjoy the People Mover Aquabat show on Friday. We're going to do some headlines. That is happening next on the X Rocks. Headlines are as follows, Big J. Secrets. No, thank you. And I guess... Secrets. 108-year-old Dorothy Flowers has a secret to her long life. Would you like to know it, Big J? Yeah, damn right it would. Champagne. And caviar dreams? Flowers turned 108 on October 22nd, and Haleen Bellinger, the uh, resident manager of Southland's Care Home in Harrogate, England, said, quote, it's the only thing we ever see her finish. It's a glass of champagne. Needless to say, we've been toasting her birthday. Flowers can no longer speak, but Bellinger says that it doesn't stop her from hanging out with the nursing home staff every day. She says, quote, Dorothy loves company, so so she'll sit with us at the receptionist's desk each day. She's such a regular that she's got her own drawer. We keep it full of champagne and chocolate for her. That's nice. Yeah. Also very sad. That's what happens. Your buck 08, you can't talk. You're relegated probably to wherever they want to put you. You know what I mean? Yeah. But hey, you know what? Champagne, right? And caviar dreams. I don't think the second part. I don't think she, it doesn't sound like she would be able to eat the second part. No, thank you, or I guess. I guess. Basically, baldness affects more than three million people every year in the United States alone. So Zach from the Try Guys is one of them, and he says, "Listen, I've tried creams, I've tried supplements, I've tried different haircuts, and over time, I found even my best efforts weren't enough to hide the fact that I was going bald." And while his girlfriend, friends, and the world at large doesn't seem to care, it's something that still bothers him and affects his confidence. So over the summer, Zach underwent a procedure designed to help conceal his hair loss. What he did, Big J, is he tattooed portions of his head, giving him the appearance of having more hair. 
It's like microblading, if you will. You understand? Microblading? It's not permanent. Jesus. The procedure uses a vegan body ink, which the body eventually breaks down. So, like, if Zach ever wants to really shave his head or, or dye his hair a different color, he wouldn't end up with a load of unsightly black dots over his scalp. But the scalp camouflage took three sessions over the course of a month. Throughout each session, the dyed dots applied a random pattern, making the pattern too ordered so that it would make it stand out more, which isn't the objective. So thanks to a generous dose of nitrous oxide, Zach really can't feel the pain either when it's getting done. Following the scalp camouflage procedure, Zach feels happier. I tell you what, uh, with the before and after pictures, it definitely looks like he's got more hair. But he says the experience was freeing for him. Although I will say this, like, I mean, I guess I don't get it. I mean, granted, I've got my hair, so I'm okay with it. But, like, if I were losing my hair, I'm not sure I'd have that big of a problem with it. Oh, you don't even like to have not a hat on. Right. So why would you care? Right. But, I mean, even if I wasn't a hat wearer, I don't think I would care. I really don't. Well, I mean, you don't care. No. Not, certainly not enough to tattoo my head. Oh, I think that would be the great. Fact that I didn't have any hair. Let's get you some head tattoos. I don't think I need any head tattoos. I'm good. I appreciate it. Wrap it up with no thank you. Big J, researchers are actually paying people to be infected with the flu virus as part of a study as how our bodies combat seasonal illness. Would you like to take part? No. According to the U.S. News and World Report, as many as 80 people aged 18 to 50 will get paid $3,300. Are you interested now? Yeah, no. All you have to do is inhale a nasal spray that contains influenza A, or the basic modern flu. According to the National Institute of Health, the volunteers will spend at least a week in a clinic where they will be closely monitored with blood samples and nasal and throat swabs to track the initiation, size, and duration of various immune system responses to the flu. Symptoms like fever, muscle ache, and weakness will be recorded for a total of two weeks, and volunteers will undergo a 90-day follow-up with more blood and nasal samples. It'll go until May when preliminary results are expected, and we'll get a breakdown of it. Basically, they're going to find out that, that we, we, uh, our body hates the flu, and it makes us feel like crap. Right. Which I think we knew already. Because it's the flu. But I guess, what would be... Would you take $5,000 to get the flu for two weeks? No. Seven dollars? Five thousand. Five million. Well, come on, nobody's gonna give you five million. Okay, well, nobody's gonna give me five thousand either. Well, somebody would I'm asking, somebody's giving away thirty three hundred dollars. That's three thousand three hundred dollars. That's a pretty good amount of money. Five thousand isn't that much of a stretch. But you wouldn't take five grand for it, huh? No. It's not enough. I wouldn't either, man. The flu's awful. I wouldn't wish it on anybody. I don't want it. Morning after, but not enough to take a shot for it, right, Big J? Right. <laughs> Morning after with Nick and Big J. There's your headlines. We will do some bad impressions next on the X Rocks. Morning after with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X. Well, maybe you'll be impressed with this. How about a gift certificate to Chili's uh, for ten dollars? Of course, we have our um, the Chili's game day that uh, you can take part in uh, coming up this weekend. I think we're going to be out there this weekend for the no. Either Sister way. station will be. Oh, okay. Uh, either way, we'll get you a $10 gift certificate to Chili's, and you can enjoy that if you can figure out bad impressions. All right, 208-287-1003 is the phone number you need to call if you would like to take part in bad impressions. It works thusly. Big J has got things all figured out and got three clues revolved around that figuring out stuff. If you can figure out the celebrity he's trying to be, then congratulations. You have got some food coming your way on us. Good morning, the X. Oh. Good morning, the X. 
Hello. Hello, sir. You are up first. Good luck to you. Hey. What up? <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Mr. Matthew McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey. That is 100% correct. Congratulations. Hang on one second. We'll get you that gift certificate. What were clues two and three for fun? I won an Oscar for Dallas Buyers Club. And did I drown or didn't I in between two ferns movie on Netflix? <laughs> You'll have to watch it and find out. And I still don't know the answer. Uh, oh, no, he's dead. Okay. Uh, and so uh, what is Matthew McConaughey in the news for? Hey, today's his birthday, man. Oh, all right, man. Celebrating the big 5-0. Happy 50th, Matthew McConaughey. And uh, nobody's looked better without a shirt on still. Well, he's listen, 50. he'll show you anytime you get the opportunity. He does not like wearing shirts, and that's I don't cool. mind. Well, listen, man, if you had a stomach like that, wouldn't you not wear a shirt? God, I never wear a shirt. There you go. I never wear pants. Well, that might be a bit much. You could, that's probably against the law in some places. But it's okay for him to go shirtless, that is for sure. And he, I'm sure, is busy, right, besides the Between Two Ferns movie. He's got anything else on the horizon? Uh, let's see. He's got Sing 2. He'll be, he'll be reprising his role as Buster Moon. What was Sing 1? Hell if I know. Uh, that's not coming out till 2021. Uh, the Gentleman. Finally. And uh, that's about it. All right. At least according to IMDb. Favorite Matthew McConaughey movie, Big J. Oh man, um, but that's tough. I, I Tropic Thunder. Tropic Thunder. I mean, he was great as uh, Ben Stiller's agent in that. Um, I liked Rain of Fire too. It's a deep cut. I know these are these are all off the beaten path. Well, Tropic Thunder, not Contact. I'm not sure I mean, a lot was, of people would call it the Matthew McConaughey movie either, but I get it. I understand where you're coming from. Uh, you forget how many movies he's been in. Oh, yeah, he's been in a bunch. Wolf of Wall Street he pops up in. Ed TV. <laughs> Ed TV. Morning after. Ghost of Girlfriends Pass. Nick and Big J. There's your bad impressions. We'll wrap up the show here next to the X. That's the latest from Green Day. Wrapping up the old program here on the morning after with Nick and Big J for this Monday, the fourth day of November, 2019. Uh, we had a chance to give away some money today. Tim won himself 100 American dollars. That's always nice. Kicking off the week with some giveaways and some cash. That's great. Feels good. It's going to happen today at 1230 and 4.30 with Jason Drew and Adam, respectfully. So make sure you tune in for some additional Double Dare fun. We will do some more of that tomorrow right around 8.32. Gave away some tickets as well. Big Jay's parking in the garage now because it's cold outside. He's learned his lesson. Every once in a while, he chalks it up as a loss and takes the hit and pulls into the garage, which is always nice. And the wife obviously not pushing back because uh, she works from home, right? Yeah, yeah, that makes it, and that's another reason. I mean, I didn't mention that this morning, but obviously it was a chivalrous type of thing, too, where I'd rather, you know, have her uh, not have to be out in the cold and Correct. warm up her vehicle. But, you know, now that she is working from home, it's, you know, so much easier. There is no cold. Uh, and so that will be nice for him as well as he doesn't have to warm up the car anymore. Tomorrow on the show, another round of streaming dumbass as well. Big J, that leaves you with the floor, sir, whatever you want to talk about. Yeah, let's go Cowboys tonight. And Saquon Barkley. Got to got to get some points uh, for the uh, fantasy football. So you would like it to be like twenty-eight to twenty-one with three rushing touchdowns by Saquon Barkley and four by Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah. Two, oh man, that would be fantastic. The, the Cowboys defense probably would get about six points in that scenario, but you'd still come out on top. Yep. And that's what you willing need, to right? sacrifice the Dallas D. Well, how, how chivalrous of you. I know. Morning after with Nick and Big J, you'll get a fantasy football update tomorrow, too. We'll see you then.